tired. So tired. Overtired. Hey everybody, you're listening to Overtired. You're here with your very tired co-host, me, Brett Terpstra, and Christina Warren. How are you, Christina? I'm also very tired. Uh, my insomnia um, has reared its head again. So even though we're recording this at like 7 a.m., I got like two hours of sleep. So I like how you said insomnia with a Z, like it was a z- insomnia. Insomnia. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Two hours of sleep for is that two, like more than one night in a row, or is that just one night? Uh, this is like more than one night in a row. I mean, this was only two hours of sleep. Like, so I went to, I fell asleep at like 5am. And, um, so, but I, I don't know the last time that I got like a sustained, you know, like more than maybe like four hours at a time. It's been days. Oh, that, yeah. That'll wear you down. Hardcore. Yeah. I'm glad it's the weekend. I, yeah. I hope you get some sleep. I'll, I'll tell you again at the end of the show, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like that, like I've had over the last couple weeks of a few nights of bad sleep, but uh, once I got through last week's kind of more intense manic episode, uh, I got four four nights in a row of good eight hours sleep, and then last couple of nights have been more like five or six hours, but not nearly as bad as two to four hours a night for multiple days. Yeah. Yeah. So how's your mental health? Uh, well, the tiredness, you know, although I had this whole discussion with my shrink last week about the difference between uh, being tired, being fatigued, being, uh, there was like a, a, another uh, thing, like exhausted, I think. There was, like, there are all these different types of, of sleep things, and we were trying to figure out, like, which one I have. So he wrote me a script um, for, uh, we're going to try some sort of sleep medication Ooh, and see if that helps things. So here's the thing is the, I think they're called Z class, like, uh, Lunesta and I can't remember the other one. Um, like I took those for years and they do help me with sleep, but they fucked my memory. Like, yeah, I don't have great memory as an ADHD person anyway, but this was like, I was forgetting yesterday entirely. I couldn't keep track of things five minutes later. Uh, it was it was scary. Like, I thought it was early onset Alzheimer's because uh, you can only take those for so long before they destroy your memory. So be careful. Yeah, I will. There's also like whatever. I, I can't remember which one I'm going to be taking. Um, I'm going to be testing it out. It's it's there's a new one that's really experimental that is incredibly expensive, like incredibly expensive that you often have to like appeal to your insurance companies and whatnot to let you take. Um, and and it's uh, I mean, I can't remember how much a month it would have cost, but it, it's something insane. So I'm not starting with that. I'm starting with one that is apparently good. Like apparently they've done, st- they've done tests with it where they take people who've been on it. They wake them up after a couple of hours and then put them on like a driving course test and they can still drive. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to be good. But yeah, if, if it has any sort of memory issues, then that's a no go for me. Cause yeah. I, I have a really good memory and I, I can't lose that. <laughs> there are a bunch of uh, like sleep meds that don't have those Z-class effects. So hopefully hopefully your doctor's aware of those side effects. 
Um, I was on like, it's, I was on something that was also given to me in rehab, uh, for sleep. And I went back on it like 20 years later and it still worked great. It had very few side effects. Uh, I, I don't know why it wasn't just given to me to begin with. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I have the, I have the benefit of my current bipolar medication also just knocks me out unless if i'm already manic it just makes me uh, a little bit tired but in normal circumstances it like 15 minutes i'm i'm out down that's that's good that's good yeah yeah sleep is good i mean that's sort of the genesis of the whole show yeah, right we, so. we should do a podcast about that we honestly, we should. I think that that uh, it could and and, on, and it could last for like seven years or something. So, however many years we've been doing this off and on. But you know us. It 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 would it would come and go. It would come and go. There would be like periods of time where we'd be really productive, and then periods of time where we'd be like, wait, do we have a podcast? How yeah. how long have we been doing season two now? I feel like we have only missed maybe two weeks out of the last how many? At least a year. Yeah. God, we're we're like we're back. We are. We are like we've been like more consistent, I think, for, for season two than we've maybe ever been. Yeah, for sure. This is this is our longest stretch. Well, we're we have regular sponsors now. Yeah, yeah. So and and uh yeah, so we like we we take it not that we didn't take it seriously before, because we did, and there was a period of time when even when we didn't have regular sponsors, we were still doing it. But yeah. we're like back on like the the committed like train we're not getting rich but no we, we get a little bit we get a little bit for our efforts bit. and it, it, it's okay it is it's good uh and it was nice like before um you know you uh you got all uh like uh tech money rich it was a nice <laughs> it was it, it was it was nice for you so yeah it was actually uh notable income when when we first started getting paid Let's see. A year ago, we were talking about uh, Dawson's Creek yes. and uh, a Taylor Swift theme park. Is that? Yeah. <gasps> Has it already yes. been a year since then? Oh my god! It's been a year since the 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 adorable gay kid who did the very very in depth Taylor Swift theme park see, uh, YouTube video. Here's what blows me away: is I am completely time blind. Uh, like I thought that episode was maybe a couple months ago. And yeah. like I find out I've been living with my girlfriend for like 5 years. Yeah, I was going to say you guys have been together a really long time, which is awesome. But if 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 I didn't if I wasn't constantly told that, I would think I moved in here a year ago. Like I have no concept of time, which is a common ADHD symptom. It is. And it's a weird one because I have so many of the common ADHD symptoms. That's strangely not one of them. However, pandemic has fucked with everybody's time since, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, I think that even if you have, like, you're completely neurotypical, I think that everybody's time, uh, like a concept of time and, and so many other things have been just completely fucked up because of the last 20 months or whatever it is. So, uh, like, um, yeah, cause it's been over a year. Cause I'm trying to think back. I was like, yeah, cause I think that it was, yeah. Like, yeah. Again, I was like thinking like August, September, cause I, I can see where I was 
sitting kind of in the same spot in my office, you know, this time last year, but so much stuff has changed, but so much stuff hasn't changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the pandemic has, has been just a mind fuck on so many levels. So I, I found our first episode since we came back. It was uh, August of 2020. Yep. Yep. So just it was over August. a year. Just over a year. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. This to, is good. To season two. To season two, exactly. No, I mean, it, but but kind of like a, a renewed vigor because before um, season two, it had been almost a year since we'd recorded before. Yeah, we had like so, one episode randomly in uh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we had we had one episode in June of twenty nineteen. So it had been over a year. It had been over a year, exactly. <laughs> so so yeah, God. so happy anniversary to to us bringing the show back consistently. Yeah. All right. So. I at, like last week we talked. I I was coming off of a, a manic binge, and mm-hmm. uh, I had stayed up. <clears throat> excuse me. I had stayed up for a couple of nights, and I had pulled off like some mag- website magic at work. I had built this. Uh, it, very. It was very good. It went over very well. Like I had done great work. Uh, I got complaints from coworkers who were like, you can't set a precedent that we stay up all night. And I'm like, oh God, no, I didn't, I didn't mean to do that because I, 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 like, I was not happy about it. I, the only reason I mentioned it at all was to explain why it was such a wreck in a Zoom meeting. Um, but I didn't mean to like make other people feel like they had to stay up all night because I wouldn't push that on anybody. Right. So, uh, you know, I took that lesson. I, I, I'll deal with if if that happens again. I, I, I'll be more upfront with my manager and tell him what's going on instead of like saying it in a Zoom meeting. But then this week, I'm like, I think I'm still a little manic, but not like sleepless manic. Um, but uh, so Victor was out sick. I don't know. Is that too personal? Should I not say that on a podcast? No, I think that's okay. Victor, Victor had, uh, he had to go get COVID tested, but um, I, that's medical information. I shouldn't share that. Um, and then Aaron was also out for like the whole month. And ma- our manager says, hey, we need to have, uh, we had, I'll just say we had to meet this goal by Friday. And right. it, it was a goal for the entire team to publish a certain amount of content by Friday. And the team right now is just me. And so I figure, let's just do it. Let's let's refocus our energy. Let's get this done. And I kick ass at it. And I finish all of it by the end of Wednesday. And I, I hand it over. And I mark off the Jira tickets and immediately it dawns on me that I just set a precedent yep. that I could get a, a, a significant amount of work done in like a third of the time it should have taken me. And I should have slow walked it and I should have turned it in on Friday as requested. Yep. I was immediately, that was immediately validated when the next day they said, great job, here's twice as much more, since you Uh can clearly do this really well. And in addition to that, we need you to train new employees to do things as well as you do them. And Uh. like, once I hit depression, that precedent is going to be completely unattainable. 
Yes. So I have I have screwed future me pretty hard here. You have. It is not insurmountable. Do How not do, do I it fix again. This? Yeah. You, honestly, by by making it seem like it was a fluke. Yeah, is that, how you, is how you fix it. That that and that's the only thing you can do because otherwise, unfortunately, and we've talked about this before. This is like the corporate America trap, and I don't even want to say corporate America. I I I think even like startups. I think just any job. This is a natural thing where you think you'll be rewarded for stuff like that. You won't be hmm. like people who always are like, oh, I'll if if I work really hard and if I make this like really terrible deadline that is unfair work. I'll be rewarded with more headcount or more resources. No, you won't. No. So that means that next time you have an opportunity, like where you have one of these crazy deadlines, you have to walk it. You have to slow walk it. Meaning even if you're done on Wednesday, you then just spend Thursday and, you know, time period on Friday, literally doing nothing. And then you turn it in on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it dawned on me immediately that that's what I should have done. Yep. So, yeah, in the future, I will be uh, I will be working at a normal human pace and and not doing impossible things because you're right. Like it just be it immediately becomes the new norm and you immediately get more work. And when you don't finish that work, then you actually end up looking bad. Exactly. They, 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 they said it is the new standard because I've run into this problem myself. I don't have like the, the manic tendencies, but I've done I've had the same thing where like I've made the impossible happen. And and I and it took me years to kind of figure this out to be like, oh, I'm not going to be rewarded for this, yeah. actually. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be rewarded for this. And um, and you have to and, and it feels weird, especially if you're somebody who, you know, kind of takes pride in what you're doing and, and wants to like, I'm a pleaser and, and the, you, you want to get things done. It, it feels weird to not like instinctually kind of go after that, but you have to, because they're, you're not going to get those extra resources. You're just not, that's not mm-hmm. how, unfortunately how the world works. And, um, this is going to wind up being like, ultimately it could be bad because mm-hmm. if you can't keep that pace up. Even if you, for you, even if you don't have the, 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 the cyclical kind of, you know, things coming, um, that becomes the new expectation and you just can't let that happen. I think you can make this seem like this is a one-off and, and, and it was kind of a fluke, but honestly, as, as weird and, and as pseudo guilty as you'll feel, you just have to, when this sort of thing happens in the future, you just have to find a way to not turn it in and just wait, you know? Yeah, I, I I proactively went ahead and scheduled myself a week off at the end of October. Good. Or like mid-October. I figured if they're not, like, I thought I would turn this shit in uh, early and then they'd be like, great job, you know, enjoy the rest of the week. Nope. Uh, nope, obviously that's not what happened. So I just said, you know what, I'm just going to make my own reward. I yep. have unlimited time off. Here you go. I took my time. So no, I agree. Yeah, I think that's actually a really smart thing. If you have uh, unlimited PTO, which is a scam, but if you have that, uh, take it. And and even if you don't have unlimited PTO, um, you know, like if if because I have, I don't have unlimited, but I have, um, like there's only a certain amount that rolls over. So if I don't take yeah. my time by the end of the year, uh, and I haven't taken the other stuff, which I never take all my time. So I usually have like, 
I'm, I'm stuck at this weird thing where in December I have to calculate how many hours of vacation I have to take. Otherwise I'll lose. And in some cases, what's happened is that I'm like, well, I'm still going to take meetings and work, but I'm technically taking the days off, you know, in the system so that I don't lose them, but I'll still show up at the meetings or whatever, but I'll be less engaged. Um, but yeah, like just make sure you take that time, you know, I just figured out the, uh, episode title overproductive. Oh my God. <laughs> That's really funny. That's good. That's uh, really clever. It's, it's all right. All right. Let's not. No, I like it. I it's it, no, it's good. I like it. I like it. Um, I was I was talking to a friend uh, yesterday about uh, the new Ted Lasso, which I haven't seen yet. Um, and uh, and they were saying um, they had they had a hot take about a, a music choice in in a recent episode, not the most recent one. And and then they they ended it by being like, uh, "Thank you for uh, for for listening to my TED talk." And and I giggled. I was like, "That's okay. That that's a dad joke, but that's actually very funny." The soundtrack of Ted Lasso always impresses me. Not because it's like blatantly, here's music you like, because it's really well selected, uh, well mixed. And like, there are times that I like, it'll dawn on me halfway through a scene that the soundtrack is perfect for it, but I didn't notice it until that point. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I don't know if she's involved with the music stuff, but I know that Bill Lawrence, because his wife, uh, Krista Miller, has like really good music taste. And she did a lot of the music picks on Scrubs and Scrubs had incredible music. And uh, a lot of people gave Zach Braff credit for that. And he, you know, had had some input, but um, it was it was actually his wife who uh, is, is also an actress and, and has acted in a number of his series who had a bigger role in, in picking a lot of the, the the tunes because she has really good music taste. And I don't know if she's involved in any of the music selection for Ted Lasso, but I would not be surprised. So the, the last episode, you said you haven't seen it. I had the one that came out like six hours ago. No, oh, no, 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 no. The trippy one. Yeah. The yeah. Long, yeah. strange no. trip through London. Yeah. The soundtrack of that was amazing. I loved it. Everything about it fit the mood of the episode. And the episode was so weird. Like, I love the episode. I kind of wanted like a standard Ted Lasso in addition Dang. to it. Like I would have, I would have watched it as an extra, but it was still, it was very well done. It was, yeah, I liked it. I liked the beard kind of, uh, I think they call those like bottle episodes. Yeah. Character studies. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's all, you know, just his stuff. And it was, it was interesting. I, I wonder if, and this is me thinking too much about the business side of this stuff, but, but, but it's, but that's also very interesting to me. Um, they gave it an extra, they gave it like a, a couple extra episodes, I think for the order than what they had last time. So that's why they had the Christmas episode, which aired weirdly in like right. August. Um, but I also wonder if this is one of those things where, especially for that actor who's really good, but who they haven't given a ton of time to, if they were like, okay, Hey, we're going to give you your own episode where it's just going to be you and a couple of the like, you know, big background players. Exactly. And everybody else will get a week off basically. Right. So everybody else is going to get paid, but they get kind of a week off because we got this extra episode order. I wonder if that's how that happened. Who knows? I mean, I I liked it either way, but, but, uh, I mean, those pants, man, no spoilers, but those pants, the, the pants were really good. Um, the Emmys were on Sunday. Uh, no one watched them. Um, but, uh, but Ted Lasso did like completely clean up at the Emmys, which was great. Makes sense to me. 
Me too. Me too. But Brett Goldstein, um, who's Roy Kent, won um, the uh, um, uh, uh, Hannah What's-Her-Face. Um, uh, I, I can't think of the character's first name right now. Uh, but but uh, um, she won for, uh, for Best uh, Actress in a Comedy, which was a very competitive category. Uh, and... Um, which, which was pretty great. Obviously, Jason Sudeikis won at one best comedy, so it, it it cleaned up, which I was very very happy about. Speaking of cleaning up, eh, it, it was not my best transition, but yeah, no, I'm gonna. I'm, uh, that was such a horrible segue. <laughs> I, I gotta. I'm gonna put off the, the sponsor read for another another segment because I gotta come up with a better segue that just okay. was not up to my standards. This wasn't up to Brett's standards, and and honestly, that's been kind of like a, a a trademark of how good we are. Yeah, and I see, I see uh, what the who the sponsor is right now, and I I see where you were going, but that didn't quite work. Nope, it was too much of a walk. So. I, so I'm doing virtual Mac stock. I'm a speaker at virtual Mac stock. I think we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about like, we talked, I think that, uh, cause you're going to talk about bunch, right? Yeah. And I got all this new equipment for video recording at work and I decided I, I would use my new setup to create my Mac stock talk and in, in the process, like train myself on all this new hardware. Right. It is hard. So a like I'm I'm pretty good at I'm pretty comfortable podcasting, talking. A whole different story when I have a camera pointed at my face. Oh, it's like when I first sat down to podcast, as soon as the mic was in front of my face, I I, I would get like frozen. Uh-huh. And I worked through that. I'm good at that now. But it repeated when it was a camera. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and I'm good behind the camera. I have a lot of experience filming. I've just not, an, I don't have experience being an on-camera personality. That and figuring out, like, this camera, has it doesn't, once you hook up the HDMI out, the autofocus falls asleep. Oh, that sucks. So, unless, if it's recording, it has great autofocus with a whole bunch of different modes, but as soon as you hook it up to HDMI out and start capturing to your computer, it stops autofocusing. And like, it, I don't know yet how to solve it, but for just sitting talking head stuff, I figured out how to just lock it. And this is, this is the Elgato, right? It's the, no, 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 no. It's the, the Lumix, the Panasonic Lumix oh. G7. Oh, got it. Okay. There, there has to be a setting I don't know on the Panasonic's, but there has to be a setting. I would, I, I would search. There, um, I would, there, there I would look is. at Twitch streamers. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I would try to figure out what Twitch streamers have done because they're the ones who you want to emulate. Yeah, if you if you look through YouTube for uh, continuous autofocus while streaming with the G7, like you can find some tips. None of them are perfect. This is not as good a streaming camera as the reviews led me to believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that that's the weird thing because there are depending on, I mean, that's one of the reasons I got the Sony, um, is, uh, because those do work really well, at least the one that I have. And I think most of them in general, like the autofocus and it has really good um, autofocus where it actually like you can set like what figure you want it to track. And even if I move behind something like it'll automatically, you know, 
focus in and, 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 and change like the, the focal point and give me bokeh. So like if I go behind my mic or whatever, it's funny. Um, it, you know, it'll, it'll sometimes like focus in, it'll struggle a little bit, but, um, uh, the Sony's work well, but yeah, um, I, I would like figure out like whatever, like the YouTubers are doing, but yeah, cause that's, that's going to be or, a, a challenge or, or figure out how to return this and uh-huh. try a different brand or I ask Oracle if I can sell it used and just buy my own camera, but yeah, no, I mean that, that that's an option too. I would say if if that if this doesn't seem like it's going to be ideal for you, I would definitely say if if the Elgato face camera or whatever is not sufficient, I would highly recommend a Sony camera. Uh, you could get like a because um, you don't need a 4K one, so you could get either a used or even like like a new um, like a an A like a, like like 5000 series, and it would be very very good, and it would have you know good autofocus stuff plus. Um, you can, you know, um, like I use a cam link, but I think the Sony software now at this point even has a thing where you could just connect it over USB and I have and a cam it, link cam links. Are yeah. Fun. Uh, cam links are awesome. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, I think that the now, like because of the pandemic and stuff, uh, a number of the companies, Sony and Canon both, um, you know, had to introduce that stuff. I'm sure the Canon stuff is good too. I just, for this sort of stuff, I've had a lot of success with the Sony's. So like the first day I sat down and I got my script all exported and into mm-hmm. the the podcaster and I had everything set up and I got it rolling and I recorded uh, half an hour of video with a couple retakes. At the end of the day, I finally look at my dailies like I didn't until that point and realized I didn't turn the microphone on on the camera. Oh, God. So oh, no. I had a whole bunch of video with zero audio and... I, w- I was done. Like, I was too tired to, like, re-record. Yeah. So, yeah, the next that point, day... At that point, you're just pissed off. Yeah, the, the morale was... It was too much of a hit. So, the next day, okay. I sit down fresh. I make sure everything's working. I record a five-minute test segment, double-check my, my output, and I, I get rolling. But the combination of just feeling like, oh, my God, I've already done this, and uh, and just being overall tired by about halfway through it... It became impossible for me to make like happy facial expressions and like my face just went deadpan and I could not make myself smile. I could not like it. I can't imagine being an actor who has to just repeatedly do takes of a scene like I I get so tired of it. I'm not I'm not I need practice. I I can get better at this. I'm sure I can. No, you're going to do great. And and yeah, you're going to get practice. But I'm actually really proud of you for figuring out that this is a difficult thing and like a, a different skill set because there are so many people that I work with who it, it it took, you know, some of the pandemic stuff and some of the other things who honestly, sometimes they would and I would hear them kind of make comments about me um, either to my face or 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 behind my back in, in ways that were they were kind of like, I'm not I'm not going to lie, kind of like half negging, half kind of kind of shitty, to be honest, where they would kind of make assumptions about how easy Sure. All the on-camera stuff that I do is. And I'm like, because most of the people that I work with are very, very good public speakers. And it's different speaking in public versus speaking on camera. It, it just is. Like, I, I'm a better on-camera speaker than I am a live speaker, although I've gotten good at being live. Uh, I I'm, I just have more experience being on camera. So even if I'm live on camera, I'm better at that for a weird reason than I am in front of a crowd. 
but yeah. they're, they're different experiences and people who would be really good in one context or would like you have experience with audio would just be very awkward and, well, and not great. And camera. It's weird too, because like, I'm actually a pretty good public speaker. Like I I've spoken on stage at Macworld multiple or yeah, Macworld and Mac stock. And like, I can in front of a crowd. I'm okay. It's when I'm in front of just a camera and nobody else is there that I freeze. Yes. And I don't, same with podcasting. Like, I don't know if I get in my head, like how many people are going to see this. And then it like, I get perfectionist about it. I think when I'm, when I'm talking like right now, uh, like I can make mistakes. I can backtrack on stuff. I want my video though, to not be full of stutters and pauses and, yep. and backtracking. So that gets in my head and then I, I get scared to say anything. Uh. No, in practice will do it for me. And obviously you can't do this because it's just not the way uh, the world works. But for me, I have to say it was incredibly useful because I'm, I'm in an interesting situation where it's weird. I, in live things, I will have my ums and stutters and stuff like that. But if I see a camera on, I'm usually pretty good, even more than just a microphone or even being with somebody. I'm usually like my mind goes into a certain frame and I'm usually much better about that stuff, whether I have a script or not. Although a lot of times for things like this, I do try to have a script and try to do a teleprompter and whatnot. And I think it's because of all the live TV hits I used to do because that was a terrifying, especially when I started doing it. And B, I early on, uh, Mashable was very briefly, we had like a, a kind of a short-term contract with them, the PR agency Edelman, because this was right when Mashable was starting to kind of grow this before we raised money, but it was when the company was starting to grow. This was like 2011, I want to say, and, you know, hired like its own CTO and took all of our ad sales in house and was really making a push to be like, okay, we're doing this thing. Like, this is not just like a, you know, a, a teenager in Scotland's vlog anymore. Like this is a real fucking business. And I had just moved to New York and we had this, this Edelman contract. And so they brought some of us in for media training and they, they continue to do media training. But at that point it was then done by like the in-house people who are not like the 30 year vets. Like one of the guys who did my media training used to be the comms person for Mario Cuomo, the, the, you know, um, deceased father, but, but, you know, former like three-time governor of, of New York, uh, you know, father of, uh, of Chris and, um, the, mm -hmm. the one who just got impeached and <laughs> that one, yeah, yeah, that one, you know, it was, but he, th th he was like his comms guy and, and then worked, uh, at Edelman for a long time. And I, it was honestly the most instructive thing in one of like, the most instructive days I've ever had in my life where, they gave us a, a lot of really good, like as a group, a lot of really good, I guess, tips on how to be interviewed. And that was interesting because in that case, they were basically like telling us how to avoid answering difficult questions and how to phrase things the right way and whatnot. 
the reason that was so useful, not that I get asked that stuff that often, although it is sometimes useful in, in Microsoft context now, but because as a journalist, I then knew the tells to pick up on when people would want to evade questions, would want, would want to sure, use yeah. weasel words and sentences. So I could reverse engineer how to interview people. And I was like, oh my God, you don't even know what you've done. You've actually just made your job more difficult <laughs> because now I know exactly what to listen for. And I would use it all the time. I could like totally pick up on the cues and be like, oh, okay, well, I know what they're saying here so I can rephrase this or I can come at this from a different angle and get them off their guard and get them to say stuff they don't want to say. But then the most useful thing, because it was, I'd, I just moved to New York and um, I might've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. So for context, lived in Atlanta my entire life and I've been trying to break into the CNN on-air racket and I hadn't made any traction, which look, fair, right? Like they, there are lots of people, especially then, you know, I was, I was young and, and, you know, Mashable was hardly super well known at the time. It's not like I was expecting to get punditry spots on TV. However, it would have been nice, but, uh, I, you know, I, I lived in Atlanta my whole life where CNN is, and I'd really wanted to break into that racket. Didn't happen. Literally my second day in New York, I get a phone call from a 404 number and it was CNN in Atlanta and they wanted somebody to talk about uh, some sort of Apple story. There was some sort of privacy thing going on and they needed somebody to talk about it. And I said, well, you know, I'm not in Atlanta anymore, but I am in New York. And they said, okay, cool. So we'll send a car. We'll take you down to the state to, to the studio and you'll do your hit. I'd never done live TV before. So I do my hit. They were really impressed. And, and I, I joked, I was like, if I knew I had to move, you know, uh, 800 miles away to talk via, you know, satellite to someone in Atlanta. Cause at the time they still had most of the anchors in Atlanta at this point, all the anchors are in New York, but at the time they still had a lot of the anchors in Atlanta. If I was like, if I knew this, you know, I, I would have moved ages ago, but the, but I did the hit, it went really well. And then they liked me so much. They called me back that same day to come back and do a segment on a different program. And then they called me back twice more that week. And so it was a week later, I'm in this, this, you know, day long media training thing. And we got a thing from Anderson Cooper and they wanted me to come on for primetime. And that was a big deal, right? Like I went on like, you know, like Anderson Cooper primetime 8 PM. And so in that case, like I I had to buy a shirt from J crew because at the time (laughs) CNN was in the time Warner center, well, because I was wearing like, it was a nice hoodie, but I was wearing a hoodie. I didn't sure, know I was sure. going to be on TV that day. And and they the, the request literally came in that day that they were doing the training. And so uh, let's, it was funny because there was a J crew in the Time Warner Center, which is where CNN was at the time. Now they're in, in Columbus Circle. Now they're in another location. Uh, but uh, I had to run into J crew and I like found a shirt that I thought was going to fit. And I was like, hey, I need to wear this out because I'm about to go on CNN. And, and, and the, the staff, they were, they couldn't have been nicer, but it was really, it was really funny. But what they did, and this was the most helpful thing, and I don't know if this will help you or not. It might be something that makes you go crazy, but it was so useful. We did mock interviews and they recorded me and then they played it back. And actually, even when we were doing the just test interview stuff, they would stop me every time I would pause or say, um, or anything. And they would interrupt me immediately, but they also recorded me and then made me watch back and would pause every time I did something that wasn't right and pointed it out to me. And it was incredibly painful, but it was the best fucking like experience I've ever had. I got so much out of that. There's an episode of community where Pierce 
is trying to teach what's her name the the black woman yes um she's trying to teach shirley. her shirley trying to teach shirley public speaking and he every time she says um i can't remember what he does but he does something like just uncomfortably mean and <clears throat> it sounds a lot like what you're describing but if it's effective then it's the only time in community that pierce did something right no it, it totally is and it's funny because i have seen that episode i know what you're talking about and no i mean it it is and it but it was incredibly incredibly effective and for me somebody who tries to think about things analytically like you do it was just like okay now I can know how to hack this. Like, like my approach then becomes, okay, how can I make this better? But for whatever reason, I got into this sense and, you know, you're the same way. Like we're, we're good public speakers and, and we, you know, can build up energy and people and whatnot. But I kind of go into this weird mode now where if I see a camera, A, my energy can come up. B, I have like a different way of speaking and pacing. Like I know what to do. And I have, like a different approach. Part of that though, a lot of that came from not just that first, you know, like in, in, in depth, like hands-on media training thing, although that was really helpful. A lot of it was practice because I would know after I did the hit, usually if it went well or if it didn't. And then I would watch myself over and over and over and over again. And I still do. And I'm usually like completely aware of exactly how much I fucked up or didn't fuck up. And, and that can be painful, but I suffice to say, I went on too long about this, but suffice to say, you'll get there and it just takes practice. And the one only thing I would say to you is don't be too precious and, and too hard on yourself about having everything be perfect. Obviously, you want the sound to be good and you want your slide timing to be right. But people aren't expecting you to be like a professional TED Talk speaker. Uh, uh, hey, that's a callback. Um, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like these, this is your audience. You know what it is don't beat yourself up over it. You'll get there with time. It's just one of those things like any other skill, it takes practice. There are some people who are more naturally inclined at it than others, but nobody is good at this or is perfect at it out of the gate. Not a single person. Okay. So I have two options for segue here. Option A, speaking of stage fright, you know what else is crippling? I love it. Or option B, Speaking of overcoming things, you know what's great to overcome? A or B? Okay, uh, let's do B, actually. Speaking of overcoming things, <laughs> um, you know what else is great to overcome is credit card debt. If yes. You, yeah, see? If you, look, if you dread looking at your credit card statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, just like stage fright. See, I kind of work both of them in. I recently went from barely keeping up with my credit card statements to having zero credit card balance and fixed monthly payments on what I owed, and I'm on my way to debt-free, and it's thanks to Upstart. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards or consolidating high-interest debt or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get simple fixed monthly payments. Like I said, I'm an upstart customer. I got a loan approved, got my money the next day, and wiped out a pretty significant credit card debt. I feel super in control of my finances now, and my credit score is back to excellent. I'm pretty happy with the situation, and I'm saving thousands on what I would have paid in interest on my credit cards. With a five-minute online rate check, you too can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 and $50,000, and you can have your money in a day or two. 
Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash overtired. That's upstart.com slash overtired. Don't forget to use our URL so they know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Again, go to upstart.com slash overtired. Speaking of spending money, how is that? We have like That's that really good. The, again, that could go into two different topics. We could talk about uh, iPhones or we could talk about laptops. What's your pick? Talk about laptops because I talked about my iPhone decisions on Rocket for like 20 minutes, and I don't think anybody cares that I found a way to convince myself to get the iPhone today, even though there's absolutely no reason to upgrade it. The, the TLDR is uh, basically it will cost me. I will like make $40 by buying the iPhone this year. So I'm getting the iPhone. That's the only reason I'm getting it. Fair enough. That was short. Yeah. I, I oh, Before we get into the laptop, I will just say I haven't even watched the keynote and I have no idea what the new iPhone, what, what, I don't know what's new. And I, I find I don't really care. Like I just got the yeah. 12 plus and I got, I jumped from the, the 10 to the 12 max no you're gonna you you, you don't need it whatever i've said this to other people and i stand by this even though so there were some camera improvements but none that i feel are in any way worth if you have a 12 plus going like higher or or even if you have an 11 i think for most people i don't think there's any any reason and then the other thing is that they have uh at least on the pro models they have a promotion which is obviously like the higher refresh rate and it's variable uh which is cool but again, like I do not think in any stretch that it is one of those like necessary things, even at this point, the way Apple is doing, like the way they're encouraging people to buy from carriers, like the defaults, which is how Apple encourages people to buy this stuff. They kind of hide the the iPhone upgrade plan from you, actually, um, at least in the U.S., they default it to like 30 months. Yeah. Which means like they're expecting people to keep their phones for two and a half years. So you're you're completely good do you, uh, watch the keynote if you want to uh it, it it's it's there any max up in the keynote or was it all just yeah. an iphone it was all iphone fair enough i'll skip yeah. if there was anything truly groundbreaking or important i would have heard about it on twitter but i did not i was gonna say you would have you would have and, and we would have talked about it but no there's i mean and and it, i'm not like saying that it's like a I'm not criticizing like the stuff seems cool, but it's just, it's not one of those necessary things. I think we've kind of reached that point now where every couple of years you might have some really big groundbreaking incremental like things. This is definitely an S year, even though they didn't call it the the 12 S. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So you got that. We talked before about this, like, uh, modular upgradable laptop and y- yeah. you've got yours. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. It's so good. So I got the framework. Corey Doctorow actually got his the same day I got mine and he just wrote a thing in for his blog. Uh, I'll find the link. Um, cause it like was number one on Hacker News for like a really long time. Um, but he, uh, he just got his and he really, uh, liked, uh, likes it too. So I have to say, is it perfect? There's no perfect device. But I'm so impressed that this small company managed to do what I haven't seen small companies, let alone bigger, like better finance companies achieve very often, which is every promise they made for their 1.0, they've delivered, 
which is astounding because when so so for to uh, for people who aren't familiar with what this is, it's at, I think it's at a frame.work, I believe is the URL. Um, but this is a, um, an Intel, uh, laptop. So it's x86. So the windows or Linux or whatever, um, that is, uh, thin and light and aluminum, but rather than being the traditional, like everything is glued together, it's not upgradable. It's not repairable. You actually can replace basically any component on it. And in fact, it comes with a screwdriver uh, I got the DIY kit, meaning that you could pick and choose what components you wanted. And if you wanted to like bring your own RAM or hard drive or, or whatever, SSE or whatever, or if you wanted to, you know, um, uh, buy stuff from them, it's, uh, they also have these, these ports, which, cause it uses uh, Thunderbolt, uh, for all they don't have the certification yet. So they can't technically claim that they support Thunderbolt four, but they do, uh, it'll, it'll get the certifications and it'll be, um, able to say that now they just can say USB four. Um, where basically you have these, these plugs that are kind of adapters, um, you know, kind of dongles, I guess you could say, which kind of go in, in the back of, or the bottom of the laptop that could have other output things. So like I have USB-A, I have USB-C, I have one that's an SSD, uh, like an external SSD, kind of like a, a Samsung, um, a T5, uh, drive. I have, uh, you could get one that's a, you know, um, micro SD, um, uh, card slot. Um, they have the. I guess like the, the 3d, uh, you know, printing diagram, if you want to make your own and, and they're open to people creating their own modules, but all the components they're making are repairable and upgradable. So like the screen, you can take apart really easily. Um, this, the CPU is, um, a, kind of a custom design, but it is designed in a way that says you could actually take the CPU out of this thing and replace it with like a, 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 a different model, right? Um, it's like they, the good old days of, of PC building. Completely, but but in a laptop. And yeah. what's incredible about it is that it is actually very thin and light. Like when I showed it to my friend who works at the EFF, she, when I told her about this, because she works with Corey and I was like, Corey got this too and he really liked it. Um, she was expecting um, the it to be like bulkier and bigger than it was. It's not going to be as perfectly like thin and as like a, a, a MacBook or the the Dell XPS, which I bought and am returning, but it's really close, and and it's a lot um, better made and seems like you know a, a lot more finished than you would expect with something like this. So when this company announced that they were doing this um, a, a number of months ago, I was like, I really like the idea. But I kind of had a, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it sort of approach. Yeah. And then I placed an order and and they've been doing their orders in batches because they want to be able to, you know, they don't have infinite amounts of money and it's hard for them to get certain components and certain things. So they've been taking orders in batches. And so I ordered at the end of July and they said, you'll get it, you know, in August. I got it at the end of August, exactly as promised. There were a couple of revisions that they needed to make based on feedback that they got from users. And so like there was a piece of tape inside the box along with instructions on how to add that to the trackpad mechanism to, uh, to, to, to clamp down a cable a little bit to, to prevent something that, that had been an issue. They've made some other kind of small refinements too. Um, and, and then there are instructions on their website, really well done, showing you how to put everything together. Everything went off without a hitch. The only issue I had, and it was interesting, Corey had this problem too, and they actually posted a video uh, on Twitter to help him out. And, and they've said they're going to you know, update their documentation and also um, 
stock up on some extra parts if people have this issue, is that the way that the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth antenna stuff works, the connector types, it's, it's, a, it's a common it's a standard connector type. I can't think of what it's called. They, they use them on regular PCs, but basically um, you have like this, uh, this M2 card that will plug into the laptop, but there are these antenna cables that come from um, you know, uh, at this point, I think they're usually kind of like mounted in, uh, like the, the screen chassis or whatever that kind of come down and that they, they clamp in and they connect in a weird way. They've got these like, uh, uh, metal rivets that have to plug on to the very tiny little, um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, tops of, of this card. And in my case, I just couldn't get the rivets to stay on. And it was one of those things where if you do it too many times or if you do it the wrong way, I, I, I saw this on on their um, um, discourse with their forums of stuff for people like if because this is a, a common part and this happens to people in PC building too. Like if you do it too much or whatever, you could either break something off or or you know like you could you, you could mess things up. And so you would you would either need to manually kind of solder it on or or get another cable to try it to try it again. And for whatever reason, I was just having a really hard time keeping it on. And then the length of the cables was just a little bit too long. So once I would get it on, I try to you know insert it in the slot, it would come undone again. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to get this aligned correctly? And um, you know, snapped in because they're like little buttons at the top, uh, like like a, a buttons in the sense of like a like like like, like a like a jean button or something. You know what I mean? Like like it's got got a rivet basically. Um, but they posted a video kind of showing how to do that. They've taken the feedback about how they can make that process better. That was the only thing I had an issue with. I was able to get that done. Everything else, it couldn't have been easier setting it up. Um, uh, the, the support from the company is really, really good. And it meets every promise they made from the fact that they delivered everything and that everything was like well manufactured and like well laid out, that there was good documentation, that the quality of everything is good. Like I can't say enough good things about this laptop. Um, it, it's one of those things you could get it fully built if you didn't want to go through the Wi-Fi, you know, bullshit, but, um, it's, it's fun to build things yourself. Even the fully built ones come with, uh, um, a screwdriver and, and it's, it's just a, a standard kind of a Phillips, you know, smaller size Phillips head, all the screws and stuff are capacitive. They even have extra screws. Like when you open it up, you know, in case you lose stuff, um, I wish I think everyone, are well highlighted. anything that comes with screws should come with extra screws. I agree. And, and the fact that they're captive was really great. And so I just, I really, I, I can't say enough, um, good things, about this laptop and, and just the whole experience with the company, I have to say, like they have, have far exceeded my expectations. Um, Linus from Linus Tech Tips actually invested in them. And a friend of mine actually reached out and was like, do you, do you know them? I kind of want to invest. And I'm like, I kind of want to work there. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to get uh, the, the CEO on, um, on a podcast so I can talk to him about all this stuff. Cause I just, I genuinely just am really impressed. Uh, so I love it. And, um, the, the reviews from other people have been good. Like, I really hope this is the sort of thing. Like, I don't think this is going to obviously become like the next big, like uh, major hardware no. company. <laughs> no. And, and, and I do have concerns about how they scale and about how they'll be able to kind of keep this up. But I have to say, I've seen so many companies, a bigger than this, um, try to approach this kind of like modular repairable thing and fail and B, 
you know, upstart companies come out with a cool hardware idea and not even be able to get out the door and not even be able to meet the minimum expectations, right? So the fact that they've already met them, I'm like, even if this is ultimately not successful, right? Even if this company doesn't become like massively profitable or whatever, the fact that this out of the gate has and that for the most part, the components they've used are standard bog standard components and are things that like they're making them available to people and they're making schematics available to repair centers. Like they're, they're really, you know, um, like walking the walk when it comes to, uh, the stuff that they support, I, I think is incredibly, incredibly impressive. And so I'm, I'm, I, I, I love it. And if somebody's looking for a windows laptop, that's a, a good windows laptop or a Linux laptop, cause, um, the Linux support on this is really good. In fact, they worked with some of the distro people and got them early access to hardware so that they could make sure that like the distros were supporting stuff, which is a very nice touch. Um, if, uh, if, if you're in the market for something like that, uh, I think that it, it, this is definitely one to look at. Uh, it, they, they don't have AMD processors and they don't have discrete graphics for this model. They might in the future, but the specs, it was, it's identical to the Dell that I got, except the Dell screen is a little bit higher resolution. Mm. Uh, and, and I, I, I much prefer it. So, um, I, I, I absolutely love it. And if, if that's something you're interested in, um, I definitely suggest checking them out. I, it's very, it's tempting. Like it sounds so good what you're describing. The only reason I would need a Linux machine, like I don't need a Windows machine. The only reason right. I would need a Linux machine is because I've been hitting the limitations of running uh, Synology software. And I've yes. considered just setting up a server to do all of the, all. The, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I have my Synology doing that doesn't actually require a NAS at all. Yeah. Like running Docker, for example. I w- same, right? And and that's one of those things. And and I I, I, but I don't talk need about- a I don't need a laptop. I would just end up running it headless anyway. That's true. Although what's interesting about this is you could, and there are people who have just completely like disconnected the screen, <laughs> and 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 run it like headless in that regard. I mean, <laughs> As a know, rack th- server. Yeah, I mean, you, you could. I mean, like, it, it, there, there'd be nothing kind of stopping you if that's what you wanted to do. Uh, you could probably find something that'd be more efficient and 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 you, getting a Nook or something, an Intel Nook would probably be the way to go for that. But if you did want a laptop for, for whatever reason, I mean, I don't know. I, I like to play with toys. This just, it was such a cool idea that I was just like, I, I have to, I have to try this. And after I, I, I was interested when I first saw it uh, months ago, I, we might've even mentioned it, I think on the, I don't know if we'd mentioned on the show or not. I know I mentioned it on Twitter. And then when um, some of the reviews um, from people came out, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy this. I'm going to use my credit card that gives me the two year warranty. So on top of, you know, the manufacturer warranty. So I, I'm going to get, you know, a little extra stuff. Also, you know, I have a credit card. So if, if something goes wrong with it, you know, they, they will take care of me again, kind of a callback to our sponsor, because that is one of the benefits of, <laughs> of having like good credit is that your credit card companies, uh, protections on this stuff is usually going to be better than your banks. Yeah. So, uh, I, um, I was just, um, I gave it a shot and I'm honestly shocked cause I've never seen a first gen, especially from like a new hardware company. I've never seen them actually deliver on their promises. I'm currently running, I have a, a 2012 Mac mini. I have an M one Mac mini. I have a, uh, MacBook pro 
and a Synology, and I have done, I've spent all this time <clears throat> with uh, persistent TMOX sessions and uh, synced like Vim setups and making it so that I can basically run all four of these things at once from like one screen. I, like I, I don't have any space to add any, any more computers right now, but it really is like, I love what you're describing. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I hope that, you know, like this, like I, I, I hope that they have other products in the pipeline and who knows? Cause honestly, I mean, you know, you're doing laptops, but this would be a cool concept for like some sort of server like stuff. You know what I mean? Like, even though the nook is, is pretty good. Like I would love to see them take this approach to, you know, the smaller form factor space, for instance. Yeah. Man, we got through this episode, and you know how many things we actually have to link in the show notes? Like four. Four. Four things. And I'm but gonna... I, I know we're almost done, but I just do, I did want to hear about, because uh, you, you put in there, I talked for forever about my laptop thing. Talk real quickly, if you have time, about um, getting L the M1 and returning oh, your MacBook. Yeah, so like... I when I got my M1 Mac Mini, I I weaned myself off of my uh, like 2019 MacBook Pro, and because L was still running this like 2012 MacBook Pro with an even older MacBook Air, um, maybe not 2012, maybe like 2014. But anyway, like her her stuff was outdated. She was running into some hardware problems. Keyboards were breaking, and I I thought this is a great time to upgrade her. So like I handed her a MacBook pro like a uh, 16 inch with uh two terabyte hard drive and 32 gigabytes of Ram, like power machine. Right. Nice. And, yeah. And she got, she got started on it and I started running into trouble. Well, she, okay. There were, there were multiple things happening. She was running into some, some problems that, like the logic board had to replace be replacing that MacBook Pro. It was like beach balling randomly and stuff. Um, she got all that fixed. There were still some quirks. And I, meanwhile, I ran into this bug where if I compiled a universal binary on my M1 for marked, it it exhibited this impossible to fix uh legacy webkit bug and I could no longer print or create PDFs. But if I compiled the exact same code as a universal binary on an Intel machine, it worked fine on all machines. Yeah. Um, so I kind of needed uh, an Intel development machine. So I bought an M1 MacBook uh, Air for L, which is a far more ideal machine for what she does. I was going to say for her, it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's it's better. It was a step up, and and I took back my my Intel MacBook Pro, and it's also nice to have a laptop when you're recording video so you can set up like a studio and and uh hook up have your like machine right there anyway like multiple benefits to me getting my intel machine back i'm 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 super happy l's super happy and thanks to my great credit i now have an apple card nice oh, upstart is getting their money's worth today but i they really are but so yeah so you're able to get the three percent Cashback, three percent cashback, and I can do like one month or yearly payments. Uh, no interest. No interest, and so it, it was easy. I pay like I don't remember what my monthly cost is, but yeah, with no interest, totally affordable. I can just add hardware. It's it's a whole new world. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I do the, um, I, I forgot, I somehow messed up and didn't do it on my iMac that I bought last year, but all the other stuff I buy, I do on the free, like no interest thing for how, whatever period they give me, because I have a pretty high limit on that card. Um, although initially they gave me an insulting, an yeah. insulting Mine's amount. pretty like, insulting, but it'll do. Yeah, no, mine was like not even enough for one Apple product. It was like $750. Oh. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, mine's right. No, not it, that I, no, I was going to say. And so, like, I after a couple 3500 off the bat. Right. So, after a couple of months, I texted them uh, through the customer service thing. I was like, hey, can I get a limit increase? And they're like, here you go. Now it's $10,000. I was like, <laughs> okay, thank you. That's actually more in line with, with what my other credit cards are. Thank you. I appreciate this. Because I was, when it happened, well, at first I couldn't even get it to accept. This was when Apple Card first launched. I couldn't even get it to accept my um, ID. Like when I tried, kept trying to scan yeah. my ID and it didn't work. I was like, "Well, this is the most frustrating, you know, credit card application process process I've ever had. It's honestly worse than like the usual thing, which is like you know you enter in your data and then they come back in, in a couple of minutes. And there was a period of time when I didn't have any credit, but now I have quite good credit. I don't have a lot of cards, but thanks to American Express, I have quite good credit now. And so when I got that low of an amount, I was like, are, are you serious? Um, but no, they came back. But yeah, like at this point, I always just do the monthly payment thing because why not? Like I could, I could afford to pay it off every month, but if they're going to give me no interest, like why bother? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if you were to do it if you bought like three large pieces of hardware or I have the same deal with my Amazon card, I can do like six to 12 months, no interest. Mm -hmm. um, but you get a few large purchases like that. And suddenly, suddenly you've got 500 bucks coming out every month and, uh, it, and it adds up and it'll hurt you in the long run. So you still have to pay attention. Like it's, Oh no, you have to pay attention. You I have to be able I, to afford it up front and then choose to pay it. In no, no, I agree. Which is always my thing. Cause, because I, I didn't have credit cards for a really long time. So historically I've just always gone into things. The idea of like, I have to be able to pay this off either immediately or what I do is I don't, I don't carry a balance on my credit cards unless it's, it's free interest. I, I just don't carry a balance on them. So, you know, I pay off my bill every single month. Yeah. So, uh, for me, it's just kind of one of those things I'm like, oh, you want, you want to let me, you know, pay off my, my AirPods max over six months. Sure. That's yeah. fine. I, so I, and in your case, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know how you feel about this, but I've, I've had this weird kind of a, um, like epiphany about credit cards. I used to be like not super into them. And now I'm like, if they're going to give me a really good interest rate, like zero and <laughs> like my money will actually be more valuable if I'm earning interest on it at the time. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Exactly. It's, it's like my money. I can, I can have it invested in my four in, in my stocks and, and my other stuff, you know, e even in my savings account, uh, which is like almost nothing, but whatever, like my money is going to be more valuable to me uh, over time rather than, you know, paying it all off at once. So take advantage of the fact that many people don't do that and, and can fall into problems, which I, I understand. But if you go into it with your, your eyes open, I think that's good. So I'm also, I'm kind of relieved for you. I think like having a, a, a Intel machine again, I think it's probably, um, like I love my M1 Mac Mini, and it's great for most purposes. It's an amazing machine. I, I love not having fan noise. It it's yeah super fast. I only it, it, like I max it out at 16 gigs of RAM, but I rarely hit the ceiling on that. Like it's great, 
But um, I have enjoyed having zero credit card balance so much that I literally, as soon as a charge shows up on my card, I make a payment. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I pay my credit cards like four times a month just because uh, I like getting the points. I like getting oh, I, I like points. getting the benefits. But, you know, like I could afford to pay it out of pocket right then. So I just like funnel it through the credit card to get the, the perks. Well, that's exactly that's that that was also another thing that I, I came um, uh, like my epiphany around. I was like, oh, I can make this work for me. There's actually there's an app. Let me find it. Um, I just uh, tried it out. It has a, some of the stuff they do is free. And then there is like a yearly, you know, thing that may or may not be worth it. Nerd wallet? No, nerd wallet is, is fine. But this is actually different. This is called. Let me find it. This is called card point card pointers. And it's an iOS app. And the reason I mention it is because iOS 15, you know, finally allows actual Safari extensions in iOS, like full extensions. Yeah. And um, uh, the way that uh, card pointers um, works is that if you're on a website to make a payment or to buy something, you add what credit cards you have with it. It looks at your perks and then it will tell you which card you should use to earn the most points. Nice. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I should use that. That would be handy for me. I also need to talk to you about crypto. Can we talk about crypto next episode? Let's definitely talk about crypto next episode. Um, it crashed hardcore today. It crashed two days ago. I lost like $70, but it recovered. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, the way I look at it is like, at this point, I would just say like, hold. Uh, China has just basically made all crypto illegal. And so stuff is crashing hardcore, but... Yeah, so it'll come back. We'll yeah, I just ha I have general questions about like if you were going to invest in crypto, how would you? I have questions, but we'll get okay. that. That's a whole episode. Yeah, well, that's a whole episode. We'll, we'll annoy we'll people with crypto talk. Yes. All right. Great, great, great chatting with you. Great chatting with you too, and uh, uh, happy. Uh, sad that like you were too productive at work. But yeah. but happy you're taking time off. Also happy that you know you've, you've learned your lesson because valuable um, lesson. It, never try, as Homer Simpson would say. <laughs> yep. All right, Christina. Seriously, get some sleep. Thank you, Brett. Get some sleep. <laughs>